Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. You know what I've been wondering lately? Um, do you think do you you know hip hop just yeah. turned fifty recently? Yeah, turned fifty. It's a pretty big deal. <clears throat> um, and we'll 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 talk more about that in a little bit. Yeah. But um, as I was getting into like you know the progression of hip hop from you know back then and like fucking like nineteen eighty one to like now in the lord's 2023 yeah where um travis scott is rocking the house so hard that it's literally reading as seismic activity um and also may have killing people potentially done damage to the coliseum wait he performed at the coliseum yeah that's fucking dope yeah, and it may have potentially done damage. They fucking they fucking rocked so goddamn hard. <laughs> it may have potentially done damage to the Coliseum. To one of the seven man-made wonders of the, of the world. world. <laughs> and I just I'm I'm conflicted because one, that's rad as fuck. <laughs> that's pretty punk rock. Um two a travesty, no pun intended. Of all the people, of all the people, it had to be Travis Scott, right? Like, I mean, it's not just him. At Taylor's fucking concert um, in San Francisco, I think it was also registered as like a fucking like 2.3 on the Richter scale. Take this! Uh, they, like, I, and listen, you Swifties is out there trading bead bracelets and, and moshing. Y'all moshing at the Taylor Swift concerts? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine moshing at a Taylor Swift show. I ooh, can't do it. Ooh, I got a, I got a good question for you. What's harder to imagine? A Travis Scott Kurt Cobain collab or a Travis Scott Taylor Swift collab? Travis Scott Kurt Cobain collab because Kurt Cobain is dead. Are we going to beat this guy or are you going to actually like... <laughs> Yes, no, Kurt Cobain is Honestly, dead, but I, I if Kurt say, was still alive, who do you think he would be more equipped to work with? Who would Kurt be more equipped to work with or yes. Travis? No, would Kurt. Who would Kurt be more quick to collab Travis. with? Travis. Who would Travis be more likely to work with? Taylor. Before, before Kurt Co- What? What kind of contrarian dick are you trying to be? Because that doesn't even make sense. No, absolutely. If Kurt Cobain was still alive, Travis Scott would have been jumped up. He would have blown an entire budget on a fucking Kurt Cobain feature. Are you serious? His whole aesthetic is built around that whole Seattle grunge scene. Yeah, I could see Cobain doing something with Travis where Before he's... Taylor? <laughs> no, I'm saying talking about... <laughs> What do you think a Travis Scott Taylor Swift song would fucking sound like? Sad as hell. It would sound like a number one hit. Do you think it would have ukulele in it? I mean, Future made a banger with a pan flute, so... (laughs) With a fucking pan flute. 
What do you think a Travis Scott and Kurt Cobain feature would sound like? Uh, is it a cop out to say dirty? I mean, I feel like, you know, with the mastery of and the availability of all of the, you know, technological advancements that music has made. And I feel like sound they, if, if they like, recorded it, they would be like, all right, Rick Rubin. We need you to Ooh, mix this. Do you this. think Rick Rubin would mix it? No. What's insulting is you think that Travis Scott and Kurt Cobain would be in the studio together and they would still need Rick Rubin to mix the track. Well, Rick would just want to do it because it sounds difficult. No. Rick would want to do it because how the fuck did we get Travis Scott and Kurt Cobain in the fucking studio together? Because the whole place is covered in rugs, clearly. Pet the and the whole rub. house smells like rub the like opium potpourri. Like that's the kind of vibe you have for a Travis Scott Kurt Cobain recording. No, session. that's the kind of vibe I have for Rick Rubin's recording studio. The level of expectations are rising yeah. up and, and crashing, crashing through. through, forcing it in. It's your boy Doc and Ziggy. <laughs> With the blood. <laughs> Your favorite <laughs> weekly pop culture digest that takes the news happening around us and it talks about how it shapes, shapes the culture, culture that, that defines us, us with our pop perspective. To put culture in context and make the mainstream make sense, sense because, because if we, we do not make sense, we don't make dollars. Hello. Listen, listen. I don't always force it in, but when I do, it it's does consensual. go smoothly. And it is consensual. <laughs> God. <laughs> you guys say you're allies? He mentioned Vosh earlier. I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, please. Please stay. Stay. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> You guys know where you can find us at. That's at the Flood Pot on everything. And, and once again, that's on everything. So, what are some of the things that we have to cover this week? We are back to Die. talk to you about some of this week's big hits. And some of those big hits being Hip Hop's 50th anniversary. Keep it going. The Crazy Plane Lady has finally come out of hiding. Uh, we got to talk about, you know, Florida being Florida. Uh, we got new updates on Marvel movies as well as some uh, blockbuster billboard rollouts. And we had the NBA Hall of Fame induction. We have a soft move or boss move for you. Lil Tay went missing. How could I? How could I forget about Lil Tay? Little, little day. God damn. GOP voters are getting tired of wokeness. And on top of all of that, we are going to have a discussion on the most memeable moments in history. But on top of all of that, you guys know how we like to start the show off with, and we like to start the show off with what you guys have been listening to in this week's number one hit on the billboard charts is and this week's hit on the algorithm is rich men north of richmond by oliver anthony we listened because you know i 
I make us listen to yeah. the songs now yeah. before we talk about them. Yep. Uh, growth, progress. Hey, Yay. everybody who's been here with us from day one, shout out to y'all. Shout out to the new listeners. Um, and if y'all have been listening to Richmond, north of Richmond, I need y'all to know that that is that entire fucking song. It's an entire song. And I get it, right? He definitely Politicians has... suck! He definitely has that, uh, what do they call it, uh, Woody, what is it, Woody, yeah, Woody Guthrie feel, right, when you're listening to him, that old hillbilly holler, he gets the, the rich man, what the rich I have to say, Bob Dylan would never. Right into the red line. Um, <laughs> and that joke has layers, if you get it from my audio engineers who are also uh, social justice warriors. Shout I thought out. you were talking about the Bob Dylan joke. No. no which no. also has layers for our repeat listeners. <laughs> Bro, um, I'm mad because I honestly feel like, alright, here's here's where I'm gonna, you know, contradict myself a little bit. The song is not, it's actually not a bad song. Not a bad song. I kind of get why it's number one. This dude has a really powerful voice. Um, it, it, I just feel like he's using those powers for the wrong reasons. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Social responsibility. No, this uh, just has lots of libertarian dog whistling to it. That's why I mentioned, you know, Woody Guthrie earlier. Because, you know, it does have that that working class feel to it. I totally get why it's a fucking banger, right? Like, when you get off of work and you've been working your fingers to the fucking bone and you gotta come home and you decide to turn on Fox News or Newsmax. And you feel like the government doing you wrong. (laughs) Taxes are too damn high. Listen, y'all ain't the only people that feel like that. Um, and it's not just in the small towns that y'all feel like that. Uh, so, once again, um, I mean, you want to talk about, you want to bitch about taxes in the Middle East? Try buying a pack of cigarettes in New York City. <laughs> Look, don't, don't, don't get that. I, if we were in the bar and you said that in the bar, I would definitely have scooted my chair away from you just now because the taxes in New, they'd have been like, New York City. <laughs> it's like, no, no, they would not have. All right. Let's not be stereotypical, guys. This is not that kind of podcast. Like, it's totally that kind of podcast. Welcome back to that kind of podcast where instead I will tell you that I personally, normally what we would do is, you know, take a trip in the Wayback Machine to tell you what was popping at some point in time um, in history and compare it to what's popping now. But... But Doc is a little treat for y'all. It's not even that I got a little treat for y'all. It's just that, personally, I feel like it's odd that this is number one in the country when I feel like what's going viral right now is almost like the the, the opposite. Um, maybe it's not the opposite. I don't know. But I've personally been listening to I mean, this-, <laughs> this artist from, I believe, Florida named BLP Kosher, uh, this Jewish rapper with these, this, this glorious two-set. It looks uh, like bicycle handlebars <laughs> on the side of his head. 
dog. Dog, but don't let that fool you. This Jew got bars for days. Bar mitzvah. Shit so uh, fire burns for eight days. Crazy. Crazy. Hanukkah ween. Uh, Jew on a canoe. Uh, <laughs> castles. These are all. These title. are all real song titles. Um, listen, if you're Jew not. Jew on a canoe, that's so great. If you're not hip to BLP kosher. If you don't know. Now, now you, you know. know. Once you get done listening to Oliver Anthony, go put on some BOP kosher. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> it's all, it's all there. Um, and we will be back with the rest of it right after this. This break. Hip hop is old. My nigga, um, but in its in its wisdom, in its uh, wise old age, they threw a killer celebration at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, uh, considered the home of the musical genre, right? Uh, with musical performances from everybody from Nas to uh, Run DMC, like. Lil Kim, T.I., Cameron, Roxanne, Shantae, Slick Rick, Trina, like... Hologram Tupac? It's literally... I wouldn't have been surprised if that was the case. I don't know if Nas and the Hennessy money got hologram money, though. <laughs> like, hologram money, that's that's a lot of money. Oh, so Nas threw it? Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, in partnership, I'm sure, with... But it was Nas behind it. Yeah. Uh, were there any West Coast artists? Yes, there were West Coast artists. I mean... Where was Snoop Dogg? I, I said everybody from fucking Nas to Run DMC. Like, everybody was there. This was hip-hop's big 50th birthday bash, right? Um, I feel like... <laughs> it's worthy to discuss the impact of the culture that is hip-hop, right? Because no... The culture that is the culture. <laughs> it is literally the culture, though. Like, like we talk about pop at, culture, at this point, but then there is the culture. At this point, hip-hop is pop culture. You almost can't slide right now in music unless you're Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, without having some kind of hip-hop influence. It's, it's kind of crazy how dominant the culture has become. But it, it has led a lot of people to you know, question the current state of the music genre itself, right? Well, I have um, a question because, about Post Malone. Well, I don't necessarily... All right, so the music genre itself, right, has expanded all the way from Run DMC to artists like Post Malone. Post Malone. JPEG Mafia. Uh, I still imagine Post Malone smells how he looks. Lil B... Lil Nas X. There's lots of rappers that came up in, like, you know, fucking the early 90s, the golden era of hip-hop, right, that would have imagined a rapper like Lil Nas X getting absolutely clowned, like... Oh, yeah. Like, so, you know, we're here talking about the progression of a 50-year-old genre. Which is, apparently, Um, just in the past decade, become less hyper-masculinized, which is what it homophobic. was before. Right. Yeah. yeah, the current state of hip-hop is absolutely female-dominated, right? Like, the biggest acts in hip-hop right now are 
you know, female rappers. Um, Meg, Cardi, Doja, if you want to call her that. That's like a debate I've heard. It's like, is Doja a rapper? Uh, I think Doja would qualify herself as a rapper. She started out as a rapper. She, she started out as a cow. That is actually not how she started out. Um, <laughs> she started out as like a pseudo rapper, um, similar in the vein. She got to her like, famous as she got famous as a cow. Yes, she went famous with the viral Bitch, song. Bitch, I'm, I'm a cow. Um, but you know, she what she was doing before then was no different from what like Nicki Minaj was doing, right? And like, so Nicki Minaj, we consider a, a you know female rapper, but Super Bass is that a rap song. Uh, I can tell you the folks over at Hot 97 don't think so, right? Peter Rosenberg and her official, like, got into that, like, huge viral moment, which, you know, we'll go into later on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> over fucking Super Bass not being a rap song, right? And, like, her, she shouldn't, her performing that at Summer Jam was crazy because Summer Jam was, you know, traditionally this huge rap concert. Yeah. Kind of like Lollapalooza used to be a huge rock concert. Right. But and if you saw the lineup this year, you never would have known. Is, is Taylor on it? Like, no, Taylor's you, not on it. <laughs> Lollapalooza. Yeah. Are you kidding ah. me? Perry Farrell doesn't have that kind of money. Ooh. Ooh. Fun fact. Perry Farrell is the lead singer of Jane's Addiction, who founded Lollapalooza, which is also how Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails got their launching pad to fame. Well, I can tell you, um, Melly Mel, who was one of the first Hall of Famers in rap music, was not necessarily happy with the inclusion of one said Eminem, considered the greatest white rapper of all time. I, um, some people would as, argue as a the greatest. white man. Look, look at how he raised his hand. How cute. Because I feel like I have to ask permission. While we're talking about what? white rappers <laughs> that I have no argument or alternative for Eminem as the best white rapper. Like I said, our competition is Vanilla Ice and Snow. And being MC Bill. Search and uh, Ritz and Yellow Wolf and well, fuck Yellow Wolf. Stitches. Is, eh, eh, They're all like, yeah, leagues I feel like, below M. I feel like fuck Yellow Wolf is a little Harsh. Uh, you also... Fuck Yellow Wolf. Fuck Yellow Wolf songs that he has with Kid Rock. Which is more than one, I believe. Also, BLP Kosher. Um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> How... Would he be okay with being called white, though? He's a Jew. But would... Not all Jewish people are okay with just being called white. Really? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? That, I that's a that's a thing I have, I have found out. They're like, no, I'm very distinctly Jewish. <sighs> this is not the podcast for that. Uh, They're like, I am one of the twelve tribes. Have already, I'm sure, up to this point, ruined our chances of getting an NPR sponsorship. I don't want to continuously muddy that with discussing whether the Jewish folks are a race or not. The Jews? I said the Jewish. <laughs> I said the Jewish folks. I said the Jewish folks. The Jews? 
Also, let's not forget, according to my 23andMe, got that Ashkenazi. As Dave Chappelle said, there is no good where there is a sentence that has the phrase, the Jews. I said Jewish. There's no good that comes of anything I, before I, or after that. I said... I'm, I'm like, I just remembered that we're live on Twitch right now. And I didn't know, say Jewish people. I'm just roasting. I them. know we've said Jews enough times for that moderator bot to be like, hey, 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 what's going on over there? But I don't know if we've just so distinctly put the word the in front of it. Um, we were talking about the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Yes. Um, right. And how. Which the- has apparently Jewish representation. The art form has progressed and transformed over time. I, I've been seeing a lot of talk on the lines. Is it is it dying? Is is hip hop like you know finally losing some of its steam as the dominant culture, the dominant genre, um, as far as you know music is concerned? I mean, like hip hop's not even really charting right now. Like, songs like fucking Richmond in Richmond are charting. In a small town is charting. Yet, hip-hop is still considered, profitably, the most marketable genre. And America is totally, 100%, unified and okay. (laughs) Bro, it's it's just crazy to me that it on the 50th anniversary of this shit, right? Like that's you, like the optics are weird. Yeah. The contrast is a bit concerning um as far as context is concerned, right? Uh me personally still love rap music. I think there's still a lot to be had especially when you consider some of the transitions that rap is making right now like i think the argument or the question is rap or hip-hop dying is silly has the marketability of hip-hop tainted the art form the same way that it has rock music right um, because uh, there are lots of people that will say rock music is dead right now. I have a hot take that I don't even entirely believe, but I just think it's a hot take. As the country has become more politically divided, the 47% that voted one way are all going to support one type of artist and then the little bit of crossover is gonna be able to push songs like in a small town and shit like that to the top. Oh, I totally believe there is- A political element to it? Not just a political element. I believe there is like a actual like conscious effort to push songs like that to the top. Like I think that they are like mobilizing to like <laughs> unironically using Russian bots <laughs> not just that but like doing it remember when Nelly was like I broke y'all play my music yep. yep like I think they're doing that for in a small town and I saw the same argument being made for this Richmond and Richmond song right like uh, this Oliver Anthony is almost like an indie country artist 
right? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. And he's essentially gone viral with this song, and a lot of people think that it's not as grassroots as much as the turf would seem. It was the highest produced backyard concert I've ever watched. Um, there were multiple camera angles. It was cute that they included the lawn chair there. So, you know, there is, I, I, that's all I'm saying is I do feel like there is a bit of an astroturfing effort into boosting some of these songs to number one, right? Just like, you know, Taylor, as much as I will, you know, credit Taylor for being, you know, the musical songwriting, uh, the pop that queen is. that she is and i think right. at this point we can give her she's currently the reigning pop queen i'm and look you can't deny that the taylor army had seismic activity that was enough to rival the travis scott that's, that's army. not a metaphor <laughs> that is that's, a fact that is literal there's literal measurable seismic activity at her concert dog that's crazy it's not happening at Jason Aldean's concerts. I can tell you that fucking much. Would Jason Aldean say they happen at BLM protests? Seismic activity happened at BLM. I just know it's not happening in a small town. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's Taylor is such a force that they were the hotel workers were asking her to put her concerts on hold because they were going on strike, right? And her concert activity- Nothing stops the Taylor machine. Her concert activity is enough to boost the local hospitality economy. So they were like, hey, we know that you know you support like workers' rights and stuff like that. It would mean a lot to us if you supported our efforts because you're going to give the people who were trying to go up against a huge boost in revenue when you come through, right? And it's like, damn, I didn't even think about that, yep. right? Like, that's a crazy, that, first of all, that's a crazy position. Yeah, that's, right? that's one of the things I hope you learn from this podcast is everything has context and small things matter. Uh, that's a, but that's, that's a crazy attempt to make, to be like, hey, Taylor, like that's a lifetime movie waiting to be written. <laughs> right? Workers going, it wouldn't get written in today's money because obviously the studios are too fucking greedy, which is why we haven't cashed in the bag yet. But also support the Writers Guild and all all the Screen Actors all unions, Guild. all unions support all unions support unions support labor. Support labor. The Screenwriters Guild and the Actors Guild, right, have now spurred labor movements in the UK. Like the stylists are getting together and they're like forming a union because they recognize there's how a strippers much union now. They right, but like the stylists recognize how much their input, the way they dress celebrities, has an impact on like their marketability. Yeah, and they're like. Yep. Uh, the visual effects, like Marvel's visual effects team, I think is like getting together to try and form a union because they're like, movies ha are like heavily reliant on visual effects and they're not unionized. They're not unionized. And you know what? Is it capable? Is it possible to be an independent contractor who is also unionized? I don't know. 
I don't want to say yes. I feel like you can be like that is a, a part that is of paradox. a union and still run your own business. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I do know that it's a beautiful thing. Um, because you know what? Take really, as much money from billionaires as possible. You know what really challenges corporate interest? Um, in the spirit of hip hop and punk rock, <laughs> labor unions. Yeah, labor unions. We make that shit. You hear how hard he beat it on his chest? I'm sure that shit picked up on Mike. Listen, labor unions are so punk rock. You guys have no idea. If you really want to piss your parents off, hey, Zoomers, are you listening? I'm sure. Get a, get a unionized this, job. This hasn't been cringe enough for you guys to tune out yet. I know you guys like your cringe humor. Shout out to everybody still tuning in. Join a union. You want to piss your boomer parents off? Don't just tell them you're being a commie. Go do some real commie shit. And then tell them that the atomic bomb was a mistake. <laughs> and that you saw Oppenheimer. Yeah. After you watched Barbie. Which is now grossed over a, a billion, billion dollars, dollars worldwide. A billion fucking dollars, dog. That movie that y'all alpha bros are trying to tell everybody is dog shit has now made a billion dollars world fucking wide mr world mrs excuse me miss, miss. worldwide miss. because she's not married because she don't need a man and she if you to watch for Ryan the Barbie movie you'd understood why nobody will ever be kin enough okay they're kenning everywhere <laughs> hey <laughs> Apparently Joe Rogan saw the shit and he was like, the movie's the movie's great. I don't know what everybody's complaining about. It's fucking hilarious. I thought it was I thought it was fine. Um, it's not a man hating movie, and I feel like, you know, if anybody would have told us it was a man hating movie, it would probably be Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Right? It would have been Joe and if anybody would have trusted anyone's opinion on what a man hating movie would have been, it would, it would probably be, be Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Right? Now unless like, which, I mean, like you said before we started recording, he has four daughters. Right. So, so he, he is could a girl have dad. already been groomed he to be part of dad. the feminist army. Right. Yeah. It could it could be psyops. It could be it could because you know, you know, we live in the AI deities. Yeah. Right? So it could have been AI, right? And they could be trying to psyops everybody. Oh, maybe um, I should have an AI just like run my dating profiles for me. I'm sure somebody's out there doing it. I'm sure it somebody's got it, so it just, like, triggers every day, just, like, mass mad swipes. Mad wild. Just mad wild. Getting, listen, it knows his type. It knows it knows his type, and it actually knows, like, his capability. So... <laughs> <laughs> it is his power fully, level. Right, it is fully, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he knows his power level. Um, and it is fully optimized the uh, his smashing capability so that he is you know every date only he goes forward on. smashing yeah it, it every date he no goes back on. smash no back smash just forward smash up smash if you're feeling frisky charge it's, it as long as you can ladies and gents <sighs> until you can't charge it anymore yeah. One billion. Greta Gerwig, or no, yeah, Greta Gerwig, right? That's that's yeah. the character. Um, 
There's only two Gretas I know. It's, it's coin flip. It's either Gerberg. Gerberg? <laughs> Greta Gerberg. Or... Gerwig. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not... There, see, I got them confused. This is why the Barbie movie was made in the first place. We cannot even remember the woman's name. And she is now grossed over a billion dollars. Yep. With this fucking man-hating ass movie. God damn it. Um, I, let me tell you something. You all can pen yourselves out of the way of the theater. <laughs> Trash, trash. Uh, apparently, the Barbie movie is not the Japan. However, it's not happy with Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah, no, no, no. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. <laughs> no, the movie hasn't even released over there for obvious reasons. Um, also, you know, bad optics. Because right now is right around the time that that whole thing happened. Yep. Um, and, and by whole thing, you mean America dropping two atomic bombs on Japan yeah, yeah. and killing hundreds and of thousands of yeah, people yeah. instantaneously, yeah. and then leaving those areas irradiated for decades. Um, yes, that's why Oppenheimer is like fucking six hours long because <laughs> it's not- That's still not the half-life of uranium. It's not um, a movie about how good the atomic bomb was or how much of a genius the guy who figured out how to split the atom was. It's actually like a deep like character dive into like the moral ethics of- Which is crazy did. because it has Matt Damon in it. Um, and Robert Downey <laughs> Jr., right? And it's also got the dude from Peaky Blinders in it. Um, well, yeah, that doesn't surprise me, because that guy's in, like, every Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, yeah. No. Like, he was Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Uh, but it also hasn't made nearly the same amount of money that he Barbie has. also in Inception. Also hasn't made nearly the same amount of money that Barbie has. I would has. not expect the movie about the guy that invented the atomic bomb who became death, destroyer of the worlds, would make as much money as the Barbie doll movie. Which one do you think is gonna get the Oscar, though? Visual effects, probably Barbie. <laughs> Dude, they bought enough pink paint to cause a shortage. <laughs> it actually might be a crime if Barbie is not like nominated for like set design or something like that. Like at least nominated. To to go that hard on the pink paint. You know who else went that hard on the uh not the pink paint, but the tarmac. Tiffany Gomez. Uh that's right. Crazy plain lady. Who is that not motherfucker crazy. right there is not real. Has finally come out of hiding, allegedly. Or has she? Um, because she released a two-minute, ten-second video that's been apologizing posted. for her profanity and the way she may have offended people and her outburst, and you know, claiming that she should have been more emotionally restrained at the moment. But it's kind of hard not. to be emotionally restrained when that motherfucker right there. Is not real. But did not, in that whole two minute and ten second video, say what she saw on that plane that made her freak out, bro. Um, and me. Besides someone who was not real. Personally, I am of the opinion that Jamie Foxx is the real Jamie Foxx. That is, that is not a clone. Jamie was sick. Leave Jamie alone. Jamie's getting better. Leave Jamie alone! We'll get back to that later. 
that's not the crazy plain lady dog that's not that's not the same lady and look everybody you can say what you want oh she's got on a lot of makeup because she's been trying to hide from everybody who's trying to dox her oh she dyed her hair and oh i can do i can imagine that in public oh, if i'm trying to make a public no. statement to nope. show that i am real nope nope i'm sorry look and she even you know she she enjoyed the memes. She said she enjoyed the memes. Like she, you know, she's not completely upset at everything. But she, you know, she did say it was hard on her because a lot of people are mean. You know, you guys like to be mean when you don't think people can see your face. Do you want to know why this isn't real? She hasn't taken the internet's advice and made an OnlyFans. She was, she was attractive. He said was because that's not the because same she's person. still missing. It's not the same person. Dog. It's not the same person. I'm sorry. It's not the same lady, Tiffany. I'm not trying to be mean, girl. But you're but not. If you wanted to put an end to all of this, why would you make yourself look completely different? And I get it, right? I'm not gonna go re-dye my hair after I've tried to hide from everybody, right? And you know, yeah. I if did you this showed up like Frank Ocean, I'd be like, what? Right. Listen, this isn't gonna help. This did not help. This did not help, right? Like, you know what helped Jamie? Jamie was like, ha ha, I heard y'all niggas talking about me being a clone. Well, guess what? I am a clone. Nah, nah, right? But like this, this, this is, this is crazy. Like, that's not the same lady, dog. That's not the same it's lady. Not, like, she's, her face is too narrow. Like, she doesn't look as like built as like plain lady. Cause plain lady look like she hit the gym, like for real. You know, who else don't necessarily look like they built for the role that they have now confirmed they're about to play? But I guess we'll have to see how it all plays out. Ron DeSantis. Ooh, that was close. But I'm actually talking about Sydney Sweeney, who has been confirmed to be Spider Woman in the new Madam Web Sony Marvel Spider Verse movie. My yeah. first question. I made that sound confusing. My on first question is why are they making a Madam Web movie? Uh, because Sony wants to do something with its rights to the Spider-Verse, right? They make because a fucking Spider-Man movie! They can't, because Marvel has control of Spider-Man, but not the entire Spider-Verse, right? Which is why Sony gets to make Venom movies, because they're behind the Venom, right? And now they Morbius. will... Morbius. And it's Morbin time! <laughs> no, it's not Morbin time, it's actually... Spider Woman time, and our Spider Woman is Euphoria Sydney Sweeney. So, um, listen, I mean, don't care. Damn, you're not even gonna give it. Don't a care shot at all. Don't care. You know? All right, I mean, literally, you're making a movie about Madam Web. You know what my exposure to Madam Web is? Those like six to eight episodes she was in the spider-man animated series i mean and she was an old ass woman in that i feel like listen i i feel like all of the diehard spider-man fans are Pissed in at this our movie. twitch chat right now dragging you because she's like a whole big part of like the spider-man like uh the secret wars like timeline and she's like, she is but she's also an old ass lady okay all right all right, well, I guess we'll, you she know. She uses spider legs as a de facto wheelchair.
How do you feel about Sydney Sweeney? Eh, I haven't watched Euphoria, so. I'm trying to see what else she's been in, right? That I once might again, have seen. old woman. Once again, Sydney Sweeney is not an old woman. But Madam <laughs> Web is. I also haven't seen much with Sydney Sweeney in it. It looks like uh, based on her IMDb, right? So I mean, I'm interested in seeing with, in seeing with, in seeing what Sony does with the property. Based, you know, I mean. Venom wasn't bad, right? Like Venom every, two. And everybody enjoyed it. Did you? I haven't seen Venom two. This actually reminds me, since we were talking about Madam Web being old. <laughs> That's all you I got see. is Madam Web is old. So, That's the only reason you don't want to see this shit. Just yes, why would I want to see it? Why do I care? <laughs> Make me care, and then I will consider it. No, I, but what I was gonna say is. Uh, Hulu actually dropped a uh, a new season of a show that apparently has gotten such critical acclaim and enough commercial acclaim to where their cast is star-studded. Have you ever watched Only Murders in the Building? Oh, isn't that the uh, Selena Gomez joint? Yeah, so it's yeah. Selena Gomez, Martin Short, and yeah. Steve Martin yeah. as the leads, right? In this new season, they have Meryl Streep, Paul Rudd, they had Sting in the first season. Like, this thing is, it is star-studded. And I, I watched, like, the entire second season and the season premiere because, you know, it's, like, 26-minute episodes and I have insomnia. So I knocked that out in, like, one night. Pretty good. Well, apparently Dakota Johnson is Madam Web, so she's not going to be some old bag in the Madam Web movie, <laughs> as you were stating. It's also got Sydney Sweeney and Emma Roberts is also lined up to be a part of the cast, as well as uh, Emma Roberts is solidly number two in the famous Emmas. Stone and Watson are the other two. This won't be your typical run of the Madam Web affair. Uh, just like, you know, Venom wasn't your typical run of the Venom. Eh, actually, eh, I would Tom say Hardy that. is a pretty pretty good Eddie Brock. Yeah, and I would I would say that the Venom might have been a little bit more fourth wall breaky, but on the heels of Deadpool, but it, it was still pretty Venom in nature, though. So with that being said, I think that's a bit all of our Hollywood pop culture news uh, for the moment. And on that note, we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back at you guys with some political news, politics, uh, politics. Let's see. I mean, we have a little political and we have Lizzo, but that's a lot to tackle. You just wanted to make that. You don't even want to talk about the news. You just wanted to make that joke. We'll be right back at you guys right after this break. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, in what the Florida news? Because you know Florida just got a Florida and can't stop Florida no matter how hard. We ask it. It's got a Florida even harder. Florida? Uh, <laughs> Florida school districts are out here wilding. Uh, they have now gutted. Wilding. <laughs> <laughs> 
they have now gutted the uh, AP psychology um, course so much so that fuck your head. It no longer qualifies as an AP psychology course. And guess what? You probably could have guessed it. Most from of, the National College Board no longer deems it an AP psychology yes, course. Yes, because they've gutted so much material from it. And guess guess what kind of material uh, they gutted from it? That's right. Gay shit. That's right. You guessed it. The gay shit. It was the gay shit. Um, lots of stuff about sexuality. I don't mean that to be offensive. It's just literally uh, the it's gay shit. It's shorthand and it's kind of funny. It, it literally is the gay shit. They cut so much of the gay shit out and fact that it no longer qualifies as an AP course on top of all here's the thing about human psychology there's a lot of gay shit shit. there's actually a lot of gay shit there's Uh, a lot of gay shit ask Freud (laughs) Sigmund will tell you um, after he's done railing coke Sigmund not Zygmund (laughs) yeah no Ziggy doesn't do coke despite what everybody may think Um, I might be gay though (laughs) <laughs> wow. wow wow that would propel us to first of all tk would be aesthetic to hear that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> casey also might be aesthetic to hear that um <laughs> however our libertarian listeners are probably just happy for you to, to be completely honest <laughs> after they watched that last of us episode they were like you know what <laughs> I might be gay. <laughs> I wonder how many libertarian men watched that Last of Us episode and like really had to like have a hard sit down with. They themselves. were like, <laughs> if Nick Offerman can be gay, <laughs> and a top at that. Oh man! <laughs> Listen, if you ever thought for a second that we weren't sex positive. <laughs> That whole last two minutes should have completely blown that out of the water. I may be Catholic, um, but I am sex positive. <laughs> that means that? I am positive for all of your experiences. I am just very awkward when talking about it. As long as your kink don't involve children and it doesn't hurt anybody non-consensually. Or animals. Cool with it. Or animals, because animals can't be consensual. Um, Living animals, do whatever you want with that holiday ham. I, however, uh, the thoughts of Sigmund Freud are not reflective of the entire Flood podcast and the entire community that is the production of the Flood podcast, which is really just ice cream, ice cream, and Ziggy at this point. Yup, yup, yup. I'm not gonna condone you niggas fucking ham. Um, what I also don't condone is the but way. What about grapefruiting? Florida schools have also decided they are going to gut Shakespeare. That's right, because they're not done yet. Uh, Did you think that they were going to stop at African American studies and psychology courses? No, absolutely not. Because if they're getting rid of gay shit, they have to hit Shakespeare. No, the niggas found out they found out, the Karens down in Florida found out that when Shakespeare is talking about flowers, he's actually talking about pussy, and that Romeo and Juliet probably had, um, you know, un, uh, what the fuck is the word for it, uh, the, when you're not married. Uh, premarital sex? Yes. Yes, that's it, because, you know, forgive me, I'm not super religious or, you know, fucking tarnished from that shit, not tarnished, um, repressed, repressed. Stained, right. uh, stained, damaged 
from all of that repression. I am. Um, so, you know, the idea of premarital sex is almost not even in my lexicon, right? <laughs> but, but, if it, it is. If you know it, it's a sin. It's also too spicy for the kids. So they're not cutting out Shakespeare entirely, guys. Don't riot. Don't go to the fucking polls and burn anything down yet. No, they're just not doing the parts where they're doing the parts, guys. Any mention of flowers will be cut out because we all know what Shakespeare meant. Him and uh, who's that painter? The, the the female painter that paints all the you know Georgia O'Keeffe. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, it's not one of those O'Keeffe paintings. We won't be studying that in art class. What we will be studying, however, is the brilliant animation of one Prager U, because that's right. Uh, while Florida is busy gutting things like Shakespeare for being too saucy, they are signing deals with Prager University um, for suggested material that their teachers can go use. off king it is go not, off king tell not, them about the video tell them about it all it's, go off king it's not mandatory guys um ron and the rest of the florida school board wants you to know that use of these prager u videos it, it's not mandatory but it does provide an alternative look at how some people may have perceived the way history man that shit was bullshit i cannot believe first of all they did this atrocious what was it layla and uh leo and layla leo and layla's history adventure right um, adventure with frederick Douglass. They travel back in time to talk with Frederick Douglass after watching protests on TV. Remember, and they were so appalled at the people Why are burning, they burning cars? cars that they had to travel back in time and bother Frederick Douglass. Before the Civil War. <laughs> Before. Before the Civil War. Before the abolition of slavery, as a matter of fact. This man was so busy, but not too busy that he couldn't stop and talk to these inquisitive little white children. But he was so busy, they couldn't not animate him swaying side to side, non-stop. Bro. They made him look like he was on some kind of upper. No, fuck that, son. I'm so pissed that the first thing they said to this man was... You've got awesome hair. <laughs> oh, man, that slipped right by me. Did it? Because yeah. it didn't for me. It, it slipped right by me. Oh, look at I know you've done lots of important things, Frederick Douglass, but my God, that crown you have got, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty iconic. Pristine. <laughs> Let me tell you that hot comb did wonders for you, brother. It was a tamed afro. It was... So flagrant of a violation, dog, that I am surprised that it is not all kinds of red flags all over that shit. That video was egregiously. Okay, rude. we're talking about the video. I thought you were talking for a second still about Frederick Douglass. No, you hair. gotta keep up, man. I made a pivot, right? Um, you, listen, it's so egregious of a grooming video that. Footage of the Prager U founder, the guy, uh, Dennis Prager, right, um, saying that his intention is to groom children <laughs> was also brought up, 
right? Because people were like, this and is he's crazy. And he's not even a drag queen. It seems like indoctrination, right? Oh, oh, did you say drag queen? That's right, because they can't legally, what, now, I think it's, oh, dude, was it Montana? They legally cannot read books to kids. Drag queens cannot read books to kids in Montana, not, especially not in, like, an organized fashion. No, absolutely not. It might all, I don't know how illegal it is to be a drag queen reading books to kids in Montana, um, but I do know that it's, it's illegal uh, to do in a library as a publicly held event where you are encouraging children to read, but it's also perfectly fine to teach kids that Frederick Douglass would have been okay with the way police brutality is constructed and systemized in the United States today, um, and that he would have been upset about the riots that were happening against police brutality in some way, shape, or form, and my white co-host has to interject. Well, no, this is a transition. I, ah, he wants to change the subject. No, 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 I'm saying I have a transition. I'm kidding, I'm For totally, when you I'm, are done. Come release your anxiety, brother. It is fine. <laughs> the follow-up on that video with how whitewashed it was is kind of funny considering Recent polls are saying that GOP voters are tiring of the war on woke. Mm, mm. You don't say. I believe it was the New York Times, actually, that said it. Uh, they conducted a poll, and it was what something like about 65% of Republican voters polled said that they would prefer a candidate that was less focused on woke issues. They actually are more focused on law and order. Whatever the fuck that means. Right. Uh, I was going to say that's a whole nother can of worms to get into. But this virtue signaling with defeating the woke radical ideology through schools and media and culture and stuff. It's, you know, kind of starting to get a little sour. Yeah. I mean, it's it's people are like. Like, All right, so what are we going to do cultural about it? battle. It is easier to prevent something than to try to stop something. No. Uh, uh, <sighs> Once something is getting momentum. Not just that, dude. Like, it's like trying to stop the juggernaut. Like, it's... once the juggernaut starts running... You can't stop the juggernaut. Oh, uh, you mean QAnon? <laughs> no, I mean Kane Marco. Ah, that joke went right over your head. I get it. But I mean Kane Marco with the fucking, like, salad bowl head. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I'm saying in reference to what He's we're... He's the juggernaut, bitch! Yes, in reference to what we're talking about here, though, the juggernaut has been this woke virtue signaling, right? Uh, it has been this thing that a lots of... Republican candidates have been able to bet their whole campaigns on, right? Because Donald, Kane Marco, came in with this fucking woke virtue signaling shit, so much so that he even echoed it a little bit in his 2024 campaign run announcement, right? He just took the sloppiest fucking pass and made the most beautiful layup. It's, uh, that's what I'm here for, baby. <laughs> uh, I wish we were... You just made me look great. Thank you. <laughs> I wish we were here live right now, but I can tell you what 
is not live is all this woke virtue signaling. Like, people, like, the banning uh, transgender fucking children's book readings only appeals to the QAnon segment of the Republican Party, and that is a small portion, if not be it loud, but still a small portion of the Republican Party. Which, you know, here's the thing. If a trans person is reading to a group of children, the children probably don't know any better. And it's not like they walk up and be like, oh, I used to be an X, but now I'm a Y. It, it just... Now let's read Clifford. Like, that's not happening. I find this poll wild, though, because Donald still is, like, miles ahead of everybody in the polls, right, as far as the Republican frontrunner goes. And Indicted he just federally three times and also just came out and said that he will make sex changes for minors illegal. I don't know if it and it might have been. I'm just going to say sex changes for minors. Right. Uh, I don't want to sensationalize at all because I don't have the quote right up in front of me. Right. But this is somebody who is still running on like the transphobia. shit, Right. Um, so even with. GOP voters tiring of the woke virtue signaling. It still does work for their juggernaut. Wait, is he saying he'll just, like, ban it altogether? Well, yeah, because part of... I feel like for that surgery, it's gotta be, like, at least, like, parental clearance. Like, even if a kid under 18 wanted to get a tattoo, you still need a parental guardian to sign off on it. I believe in most cases, yes. The there still has to be some kind of parental consent as far as like these um op- these minor uh operations for minors are concerned like right? I which would is be, like part of the absurdity of the whole idea that there is like a there the, so the propaganda that is being pushed is that there is a plethora uh no alliteration intended of these surgeries being done throughout the country right Uh, because the idea is that trans people are grooming kids and they're starting as young as kindergarten by reading books to kids and getting them used to the idea that transgender ideology as they call it because it's not just you know a condition of somebody's human experience it is an ideology they are literally teaching people that it's an ideology, right? The same way that Republicanism is an ideology. The same way that Catholicism is an ideology. Big oof. Being transgender to them is a state of mind, right? It's not just a hormone condition or just a state of human being, right? So, if we're going to talk about taking advantage of children. Whoa. How about we talk about Lil Tay? Whoa. What a crazy transition. Um, But also, a crazy story, right? Um, And you know we gotta talk about it because nobody's talked about Lil Tay for a while, but over the last weekend, we were all greeted to quite the scandal the Um, internet never forgets so it was we may stop talking but we never forget 
Yeah, it was like Saturday, which would have been the 12th of August for those listening in the future, um, or when this actually drops. Uh, that it was reported that Internet Sensation, the youngest flexor you have ever known, constantly stomping on them haters, Lil Tay, was tragically reported deceased by her official Instagram account, if I remember correctly. Her and her brother had both been reported dead after, you know, tragic accident, but that wasn't, I wouldn't even say tragic accident, just after tragedy, right? Or were they? Cue that M. Night Shyamalan. What a twist. Because within the following day, uh, you know, people began to speculate exactly what was the cause. There were even rumors of them, like, dying in some weird jet ski accident, uh, right? Uh, lots of people were assuming suicide. Not a helicopter, because they're tasteful. But as the internet began to dig a little bit further, things started to seem sketchy. And after questioning neither the... Uh, Vancouver police or the LA police department could confirm a death report. Okay, I want to give a lesson to everybody out there who is tempted to commit crimes. When you are thinking about committing said crime, think about all of the things that people can look into that you don't understand. Mm. Mm, and then prepare for those things. Are you implicating something here? Are well, you are you insinuating something? Because it was only like an Instagram post. You can track where that location was that it was posted. Even People Magazine reported on the report that Lil Tay was dead. Right. So like, there were legitimate news sources reporting on the report. There were a lot of people that saw that cover in a grocery store. It was only a day later that uh, TMZ, um, who, I guess... The most know, reliable news source out there, apparently. Does their sourcing. Had an official statement from Lil Tay. Uh, she was not dead and was the victim of an account hacking and has been reeling in disbelief and just absolute shock ever since the revelation that her account was hacked. Newsflash... The internet's not buying it. Everybody thinks it's a little bit fishy, considering, um, if you don't know, now you know, let me get you hip to a little bit of the Lil Tay controversy. Uh, she first appeared back in what I believe was like, what, 2016? As YouTube's youngest flexor. She was, you know, constantly using that baller life rapper aesthetic, you know, doing the money phone shit. It felt like very early influencer because yes. as we're going to get into yes it was absolute this, peak if we're going to get into shit. as we get into this afterwards early youtube was like productions of things for youtube however it was soon exposed that the whole Lil Tay identity was uh, dun 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 a fraud. Can you believe it? How uh, did a seven-year-old make that much money to begin with? None of nine. None of that money was hers. Surprise, surprise. Those cars weren't hers. Surprise, surprise. Uh, they weren't even her parents. They actually belonged to her mom's employer. Uh, her mom was like a real estate agent. She was adopted the whole time. Uh, the house. Give that M Night Shyamalan. That- 
What a twist! She were the houses that she was in were her mom's clients' houses. Uh, it was her boss, her mom's boss's car. It was her mom's boss's money. And you know, after being exposed for but it, it the was at least fraud real money that she was. Little Tay kind of slowly but surely began to vanish into obscurity after controversy with you her know, saying the N-word and then... Living a normal teenage life. Controversy with her parents splitting up over the whole idea of her becoming an influencer and, like, you know, there's rumors that her dad was abusive but then there's like a whole side that her dad is actually trying to save her from living that cringe influencer life and just wants her to have like a normal existence all of that culminates to the last couple of weeks where it was this whole situation happened of this fake death claim and people speculating whether it was some poor attempt at like a poor taste revival of the Lil Tay persona now that she's a bit older and can take more control of her social media presence. still not 18, creeps. Um, Lots of people were thinking that, you know, her mother and her brother are like still behind pushing the identity and, you know, the funds are drying up so they were trying to figure out a way to revamp all of the interest in Lil Tay and it all just seems like it was a perfect culmination in a moment that served and will continue to serve as a meme of poor influencer tape. Somebody else faking your suicide makes you a victim of suicide. Ha. 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 Do you think Lil Tay will become a victim of some of our most memed moments of all time? Like, do you think that this, because at first there was a little bit of pushback on people making jokes about it, right? But now that we are in a moment where we're questioning the legitimacy of it, does it turn out that this gets Jesse Smollyade? Well, if we're talking about legitimacy, there's not much more legitimate than being a Hall of Famer. Can we agree? Six new inductees were elected into the Basketball Hall of Fame last week. And those were Dirk Nowitzki of the Dallas Mavericks with the famous, iconic, leaning back three-point jumper from the German from downtown. That crazy art. Paul Gasol, the two-time NBA champion, the uh, to say he was Robin next to Kobe would be weird considering how much taller he was. Uh, do you know how weird Batman and Robin would be if Robin was like more diesel than Batman? <laughs> It'd be like all of the memes where it's like the little gang leader and then he has the one guy who's really tough. He's yeah. like, go get him! Tony Parker, the three-time champion with the San Antonio Spurs. Okay, shout out to Tony Parker. Greg Popovich, the current coach of the San Antonio Spurs, who also has five championships to his name. Okay. Becky Hammond, the, I believe, two-time champion for the WNBA San Antonio... Some female representation up in there. I can't remember, but Becky Hammond, great 
She should have had an MBA job by now, and anybody that didn't hire her made a giant mistake. And then to cap off this Hall of Fame class with none other than Flash, Father Prime, D. Wade, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. I bet you Gabby was happy as hell, right? Right. Listen, I'm sure they all happy as hell. Because, uh, you know, getting inducted all into the Hall of Fame, that's well a big deserved. deal. I was, yeah, that's a big deal, All man. of them well-deserved. Like, if it wasn't for Paul Gasol, we wouldn't have the absolute reverence for Kobe that we do now. Because right. 2010, they played against the Celtics. I watched that series. Yeah. Paul yeah. beat us, not Kobe. Right. Paul beat us, not Kobe. Damn, damn. You said that though. You stand on it. Kobe had a shitty game seven. Paul didn't. Ooh. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Other than that, I mean, D Wade, three time champion. Flash Father Prime, I mean, like, he beat Dirk in the finals, so then Dirk got him back in 2011, beating him then. Which, you know, like. You know how people like like to legacy measure based on the number of championships? Right. Dirk, since he played with that same franchise, like his one almost feels like like two or two and a half championships. Mm. Because he was there for legit 20 years. I mean, that's and, real staying power. And he like hard carried that team right. in that run. Yeah, that's real staying power, you know? And that's what it takes to get inducted into the Hall of Fame is staying power right and, and tony parker you know he's got his three championships for greg's like for the spurs and greg popovich's like second major run he was the guy running point and of course you got greg pop at the top organizing everything and you know i love to see greg popovich succeed even though he's like 79 listen and, uh, you know, Zig and I, though, we organized another Hall of Fame for you guys that we want to get into. Uh, but we'll get into that right after this break. Memes! And welcome back. Welcome back! As we're talking about Hall of Fame, you know we here at this pop culture digest we like to compile um moments of pop culture greatness archives libraries per se moments of pop culture greatness right uh we're talking about basketball greats well now we're talking about memes and meme greats (laughs) the greatest memes I have qualifications because I came up with this question that I proposed to Doc last week what are the single most memed moments in the internet age? And I compiled a pretty decent list. However, I have some qualifications for what I am judging these on. So I am judging these based on the staying power of said meme, the ubiquity across society of said meme, the gravity of said moment, meaning how much it impacted, meaning how impactful the moment was right. overall. Right. 
the known assumed context, meaning if you see the picture, you know the entire story that goes with it, and no animals or kids memes because that's cheesy internet karma. I, I just, yeah, it's cheating at this point because, oh, Charlie bit my finger. Like, you, I don't know why everybody was so obsessed with it, but y'all were. Y'all, y'all love a good cat video like Nyan Cat that will not be included in this. No, and I will say I came up with this question Keyboard on the follow-up of the Alabama Riverboat Brawl. I am going to try to mix it up because I have a lot of heavy hitters all at the top because they were so easily memorable. But we will start. I feel like because yeah, it's it's there's definitely a lot of moments that could qualify. For we'll this start list. with a recent one and say the Titan submarine. Mmm. Right. Okay. So especially nowadays, I feel like using more it was recent moments. Very ubiquitous. Yeah. It had gravity of the moment, considering it took all of the news cycles. Yeah. And everybody knew all of the context. I mean, there wasn't much context to it other than a bunch of rich assholes went down into the deeps of the blue sea with the fucking janky sub to go see what remains of the Titanic. And oopsie, it didn't go great. I just feel like with newer memed moments as impactful as they are now, right? It's because everybody's on the internet. It is recency bias. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I tried to hold off on as many of the recency bias ones as possible, but some of them are still like, like you almost Reddit, have to like. Is Reddit still talking about what's like the antithesis of recency bias? Almost like gatekeeping, like historical gatekeeping. Yeah, like right. something that I'm seeing cannot oh, be as great of what I, as what I saw before. That's not a real meme, bro. Like you, you don't know old Greg. Like I know old Greg. That's a meme. You ever drink babies from a shoe? <laughs> so here's another one. The Chinese weather balloon. I I see your Chinese weather balloon. Oh, but you said internet age, right? Because I was going to challenge you balloon kid, right? Remember, uh, what was the fucking kid's name that went, uh, whose parents claimed that he got trapped in that weather balloon, right? Well, what and I'm it saying... turned out. No, but remember how, like, viral that moment went? And, like, they were, like, the whole country was, like, hunting down this weather balloon that we all thought this kid was in. And then it turned out he was, like, up in the attic somewhere. And then once the parents found out, that he was up in the attic. This wasn't Elio Gonzalez, was it? Uh, no. Why do I feel like that was the kid? Elio Gonzalez was drafted by the Hispanic delegation in the Chappelle Rachel draft. Yeah, no, that was the kid from uh, Cuba that floated over on the raft. Yeah, no, okay, so this was back in 2009, right? Like, October 2009 uh, in Fort Collins, Colorado. Richard and Mayumi Hine uh, claimed that their six-year-old son, Falcon, was trapped inside of a gas balloon um, that resembled a silver flying saucer. Today I learned there are more than... One person named Falcon. Shout out, Falcon. Uh, Yeah, so I don't know what's more crazy about the story, the fact that the boy's name was Falcon or the fact that um, it actually turned out it was a hoax and that he was hiding in the attic the whole time. And oopsie, we just forgot to tell everybody um, until they, like, you know, the balloon crashed and everybody was afraid that the boy was, like, fucking dying. 
Alright, here's another one. The 2009 VMA Awards. Kanye West interrupts Taylor Swift saying that Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time. So, I feel like this is definitely an S-tier this viral moment. This is an S-tier moment. viral moment. Uh, I feel like every Kanye moment is almost S-tier, right? Like, the house way, <laughs> right? Like, that's that's up there, right? Like, Jordan Bush just, doesn't care about black people. We could just say Kanye moments. Kanye right? doesn't care about black people. Or Kanye. Kanye is an S-tier vibe. Should we just moment. add another addendum and say Kanye West is excluded? <laughs> no, I think Kanye himself has chosen to be a meme. He is a living meme and has chose to make We're his We're just going through his Nazi face. Viral moment. <laughs> his edgelord face. You guys just don't get me. <laughs> Hitler had some great ideas, okay, Mom? While I go down the list, give me a tier list ranking based on how you feel off of these qualifications. Mm -hmm. So, the next one I'm going to go with is the Alabama Riverboat Brawl. Mm, okay, so this one also has a bit of recency bias, but I do feel like it has It more has a lot of known assumed context. I feel like Alabama Riverboat Brawl has more staying power than Ocean Gate. Because of the Twitter, or because of the tendency for like black Twitter to like roast things into the ground, like, I feel like every time a white person says something out of pocket on Twitter, they will get hit with, like, chair memes and chair emojis <laughs> now. <laughs> like, this is one I feel like has actual staying power. I feel like the word submarine has also been ruined. <laughs> the idea of a submarine. Yeah, I feel like the idea of a submarine has been totally, kind of ruined. Totally. And James Cameron seems way cooler than he was six months ago. Yeah. I mean, that's fair, but listen, so do folding chairs. Uh, so, with that, I will give this a B tier. Okay, how about moment. the 2007 Miss Teenage America pageant? Mm, listen, uh, these Miss America pageants, I feel like, regularly pop up. I mean, listen, the Steve Harvey one, right? Where yeah. he announced the wrong, right? Like, we go back all the way to 2007, and we then we can, you know, pop back. To, that was what, like 2014? No, that was within the so time you, of the So what would pop. you say this? Like, like E-tier? Uh, as far as, like... It, it certainly does not have the staying power. No, because nobody is mean, using that reference gif anymore. <laughs> Although I feel like it does get brought up as like a niche, because <laughs> that shit was wild. Also, it was the teenage America, so that does that count as kids? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, but I also challenge your 2007 Miss America, right, with the Steve Harvey <laughs> shit, right? Um, then there's also God, and then it was like right after that. There was the Oscar nomination thing, right, uh, where they announced the wrong Best Picture winner and, and gave uh, it to La La yep. Land instead of fucking Black Wizard. There Black was Black. nobody better to handle yeah. that situation oh, than Jimmy like, Kimmel. Yeah, dude, Jimmy, he's, and even Jimmy looked awkward, But right? Jimmy dude. did the best, like, if you're going to put any celebrity in an awkward situation, yeah. who do you expect to try to fall with style the best? It's Jimmy Kimmel is up there. So, Jimmy Kim Jamie Foxx. So where do he you makes everything look stylish. 
Where do you put those two, then? Uh, if we put the 2007 Miss America down as, like, an E-tier viral moment, because nobody's really talking about it anymore, where does the Steve Harvey and... Uh, I say the Jimmy Kimmel moment is probably a C-tier, yeah. and that's because it's overshadowed by another Oscar moment, and that would be Will Smith slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. So and I do not under... There is no way this is not an S-tier God-tier moment. Well, it's because of that still, right? It's first. There's multiple stills. One. But there's that the, one. Yeah. There's there's the still of Will walking up that lends itself to like. And then there's also the, the still of the backhand following through yeah. and Chris's face like oh. But that one still of the slap though. That that one has definitely made its way into meme icon and like a steady meme iconography. I, I do not, cause this thing, we still see this meme. Everybody was talking about it for like a month. It was the Oscars. So it's got huge gravity and known context. Like this is a God tier meme. Well, like once again, yeah, because that one still, I guarantee you, it's just perfect meme format to the point now where, if it, it'll still be used in a couple of years, and people who didn't even see the slap will be using it, and like they'll have no idea where it even came from, like kind of like Nyan Cat. Okay, so let's go with one that is currently happening, and that is Barbenheimer. I'm gonna, you so know, it has uh, not to be a man. It's hard to say staying power because yeah. it's still currently going on. It's fairly ubiquitous. Uh, the gravity of the moment. I mean, Barbie did just it's make a billion dollars. I was gonna say it's a meme of the moment. Though. Yes. Right. Like I feel like there are lots of those memes. But I feel that like those two list. movies are now forever associated. So I feel like it will rank higher if. Oppenheimer wins some some Oscars. Mm, no, I'm still gonna put this one down on the D tier because I feel like this is a you had to be there thing, kind of like uh, Alien Fest and the Battle of the Joshes. Like those would all fall. Well, in, let's like, go and follow it up with moments. Alien Stock. Yeah, yeah, Alien Stock. That's a D tier because I mean that was like a you had to be there kind of thing. Well, it was an internet meme for a long time until it actually happened, and then at which case it's like Dashcon. Yeah, Dash it's free Con, ball pit. Da, da, yeah, Dashcon was down. I'd, I'd have to put that as a D-tier viral moment, too, because that was just like, you know. I say Dashcon is E, Alien Stock is D, because we at least got the gif of the guy Naruto running across. Because the whole thing was, they were going to Naruto run into they, Area 51. Well, then where do you put the Battle of the, uh, what was it, the Battle of the Joshes? The Battle of the Joshes, there's no video that I have seen. Uh, there's no there that whole battle went down uh, and they had a like dedicated like winner there was a yeah it was job. five year old yeah yeah I mean obviously ooh so does it not count because kids yeah it doesn't count because kids uh, that's that's a the concept is great that's a but it had to be like a bloodbath like twenty one <laughs> and up Josh's fighting to the death Highlander style <laughs> that would have been fucking nuts dude are you kidding ESPN, me no barstool would have been on that immediately dude it would have been like a weird like no especially battle. now 
Barstool, now that Dave Portnoy owns it all again, would immediately be on that. Would, Him and Big Cat would be at the call, like, ready to go. Yeah, it, right there with Joe Rogan and fucking Dana White. Like, this is a modern-day gladiator hunt. <laughs> like, it's, it's almost, it would almost be like the reverse Firefest. Where would Firefest fall on this team? Firefest has got to be an S-tier meme. You think that's an S tier? I mean, they did make like six documentaries about it. We got to legitimately ask the question, where's Ja? I was going to say, I do feel like this kind of tarnished Ja Rule's uh, brand even Absolutely. more. Even more than it already was. Already more than 50 Cent did, yeah. So, um, would that be? The Firefest was was real bad. Yeah. Yo, Twitter, that was one of the best days on Twitter. <laughs> Dude, the fucking cheese sandwiches. Like, like not only not only was black Twitter growing on, but the rest of Twitter was, too. Yeah, because they spent, They like, started a Reddit. They started a subreddit that was getting live updated from people screen capping fucking tweets. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, no, Firefest is definitely an S-tier viral moment. Um... Would Woodstock count as a viral moment? No, because it wasn't captured during the internet age. No, I mean, but, like, would it count as a viral moment? Oh, yeah. If, if like, Twitter existed during... Oh, God. In dude. 1969... I do not like, want to know what 1969 Woodstock Twitter would have been like then. Can you imagine Jerry Garcia's stories? Due to all the acid that everybody was taking. Yo, like, the who, like, right before they're about to follow Jimi Hendrix, they go live and they're like... Look at this motherfucker! This motherfucker's burning his guitar! How is he more punk rock than we are? <laughs> Dude, oh man, alright, so. Next, we have Birdman on the Breakfast Club. Put respect on my name. Oh no, dude, I feel like that's A tier. I won't go full S tier with that, but it's definitely <laughs> to put some respect on Birdman. It name. certainly has staying power. Oh uh, yeah, no, because put some respect on my name is definitely in the lexicon for like at least for the next two generations. Yeah, for the addition to, the, I was about to push back a little bit and say B tier, but you're right considering we changed the way we spell respect. <laughs> Which is weird because Aretha Franklin spent so much time making sure we Teaching knew how to spell it correctly. And Birdman changed that in one interview in like 25 seconds. Are we finished or are we done? <laughs> <laughs> so, next. That motherfucker right there is not real. You mm, had a lot of recency bias on here. Yeah, right? this one I feel like is probably, currently, it's an E tier. If she's if if we find her or she remains missing, well, I mean, it she, can move up. I like how you said that, like the video of the lady who just came she, out. That that motherfucker is not real. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go eat here with this one for right now. Um, the double rainbow. Double rainbow was I've, sneaky ubiquitous. I feel like that's a C tier. Uh, because, yeah, it was sneaky ubiquitous. Uh, R.I.P. to that guy because, you know, he's not with us anymore. I found out doing a little bit of research into this. But uh, that would, that one made its rounds. Uh, just like, I may be a thug, but I ain't too thug to admit I see a rainbow, nigga. Shout out Chris Crocker. Leave Brittany alone! 
Oh man, I guess yeah. Crit this is Hall of Fame. This is yeah. actual Internet Hall of Fame. Yeah, no. Like it, anybody I, for, who is trying to make like like if they are actually going to make an actual Internet Hall of Fame, Chris Crocker's Leave Britney Alone has to be like the inaugural class. So yeah, no, when I was looking for uh, viral moments, uh, this that Leave Britney Alone made like every list that I was looking at. Yeah, cause look, staying power, yeah. I said it and you still immediately, all of ubiquity. you listening knew what I was yeah. talking about, clearly makes ubiquity. And the known assumed context is Britney Spears losing her fucking mind. Right, and a crazed fan losing their mind. Which was one mind. of the top tabloid stories in an yeah. environment that was prehistoric YouTube. My man said prehistoric YouTube. I mean, it is one of the first like YouTube viral moments, though. Like, no, this is one of those things where it's like Babe Ruth and baseball. He wouldn't be as good nowadays because of all of this X and Y and yeah. It was like, yeah, but Babe Ruth was that good at the time. Compared to everyone else, he was that much better. And that's how you feel about the... Chris Crocker, like that Chris video. Crocker like, Chris Crocker was put in a fucking Weezer music video. So... Where do you put that? I'm putting it. Oh yeah, no, I historical said, impact. I'm yeah, putting that S tier. I, I said S tier. Yeah, I, I agree that as far as viral moments go, that one definitely made the market right. One other one I wrote down: Ho Cop. Oh, uh, the the bunny from Zootopia. <laughs> Damn, my man called her Ho Cop. I'm gonna have to give that a D tier moment because it. It made a little bit of noise on the internet, right? It it wasn't as ubiquitous as uh, fucking Leave Britney Alone, right? Or even as Grape Stomping Lady, right? Uh, that was, like, you know. But fucking news bloopers, right, almost don't count either because that's how we got, like, R. Kelly, right? The, I'm fighting for my life out here. <laughs> Right? That was a pretty big moment. Like, where would you put that one? Uh, the, like, I would say that's definitely at least a C-tier viral moment uh, because it's fucking R. Kelly. So, Not it's fucking R. Kelly. But although, R. Kelly would probably fuck it if it was... Piss on you. Piss on you. <laughs> what about game one of the 2018 NBA Finals? Where J.R. Smith dribbles the clock out with the game tied. Doug, that was a pretty. The priceless still of LeBron throwing his hands yeah, towards like, the basket. Like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that's definitely. I'll, I'll give that B tier. Yeah, I was right? about to say, like, that's definitely, like, B that, for basketball. That still. It's not like crazy ubiquitous, but it's one of those that you still see every now and then, and every time you see it, you know exactly what they're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah like what? The so that one has a lot of gravity of the moment and a lot of assumed context, but it's not as ubiquitous. It has staying power, but it's not as ubiquitous. I feel like the still is pretty ubiquitous, though, and I feel like that's what really makes a great viral I, moment. I do have it saved in my meme folder, and I do have a uh, card playmat with that image See? on it. See? 
I, that's one of my favorite internet stills of all time. If, if you can get I fucking a, love it. If you can get a good still out of it, then you've got a really great viral moment. Like, that's the perfect way to fucking describe LeBron's career. Is what the fuck? He's just pointing his teammates to do something. Why are we relying on me? Next, Oppa Gangnam Style. Uh, so, we had the discussion of whether or not we should include, like, music videos on this. We did. Because, you know. This one, I feel like, is an exception. Because yeah. it took over America. It, not just he America. He performed at New Year's Eve. Not just America, dude. It took over, like, the globe. That yeah. It was the first video to break a billion views yeah. on YouTube. So, I guess historical precedent, while it's a meme, like... And that's like, I mean, in Potter, uh, like fucking Potter Puppet Pals is a thing. <laughs> Which is also on my list. Um, uh, Potter Puppet Pals is definitely not going to break a billion views, even though you Harry Potter stands are pretty active out there, right? Um, I have another Gondon one. style, I guess I would have to give an S tier just because like the numbers, like you can't deny. I have two more for you. Three more for you. Next, I have the Twisted Tea Smack. Oh, the racist dude getting smacked with that fucking Twisted Tea? I'll give that a... That's got a priceless still. Yeah, but... Ooh, right? So you question my metric, right? But I have to give this one a D tier. I was thinking D tier as well. Because nobody's really talking about it anymore. Well, we do know exactly what... We yeah. are thinking when we see that still. still. Yeah, yeah. If if you need to, you know, let a racist know that they can catch the smoke, that is a perfect still to let them know what time it is. And I have two heavy hitters to end it. Queen Elizabeth II dying. Wow. Wow. I feel like... This was everywhere. And it's only everywhere because she's literally like the last monarch that we all like know and respect. Which gives it a lot of known context and gravity of the moment and ubiquity. I will give this a B tier. That's a B tier meme. No, no offense to the queen, right? But I'm just saying, like, listen, if Lil Tay can't fake a death and, you know. Get away with it. I, I don't think the Queen's real death should really count that much either. Okay, so I'm going to say before this last one, we know what you did to Princess Diana. Truly think about everything that happened this day, including social media. And I'm going to say January 6th at the Capitol. Are you gonna. Are you suggesting that is the most viral moment of all time? It's super fucking viral. Do you remember Twitter being like, yep, Twitter's just looking at this like, well, if we thought that would have worked, we would have tried it a long time ago and all of this other shit. I, and then, you know, like QAnon shaman. I see, I see your January 6th and it's like, I can't, I was going to say, and I, and I raise you and occupy wall street. Um, but Occupy Wall Street wasn't nearly as viral for the simple fact that the protesters um, couldn't make it actually to Wall Street. 
let me let let me let me preface that real quick uh with the, reminding you that they they tried to march to wall street and were so stopped and were gassed so by far. police officers well it was harder to occupy wall street than it was to break into the capitol building but in the end it doesn't matter or i mean it won't if Trump gets off, but uh, lots of the people who, ask Stormy about that. Uh, lots of the people who were um, who took part in the January 6th Capitol riot have been, you know, prosecuted and charged. I feel to the this, this has to be an S tier memed moment, though. It does. Um, it does. Uh, like I said, especially in comparison While to While it may not have, like, the ubiquitous staying power, there's hard to beat any gravity of the moment in known context. Like, um, I think it will have ubiquitous staying power, as in the fact that it'll go in a lot of fucking history books and Occupy Wall Street won't, right? Like, that's something that we will but have But I mean, to, like, like, are people making January 6th meet? I feel like yeah, that that still of the Capitol burning is almost a like oh it's fine, <laughs> <laughs> like the Capitol's not really burning, but it, that that still that they took it's really ominous. Like dog, that's gonna go on. I'm I'm sure. I love the Super Smash Brothers level, Burton one. It's so great. See, that's what I'm, you're talking about. Our people making there. It's a perfect meme format. Just waiting for the right opportunity. You know, once a little bit of civil unrest starts to stir up again, you wait. The, the January six memes will come next year when Trump is, you know, running from fucking like Folsom Prison. Let me. Uh, all right, listeners. Let me tell Did you how my January six, 2021 started. I woke up to a FaceTime from Doc. I woke up quick at about noon. <laughs> I think it was a little later than that. And hey. you, he FaceTimed me and was like, they're storming the Capitol. And I'm like, wait, what? You told me you were like, they're storming the Capitol. I think I laughed. Yeah. yeah. I think I laughed and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> they're actually storming the Capitol? That's not normal. <laughs> the thing is, is like... We were laughing the whole time. Like, I feel like in my head, the whole time I was like, this will be fine. Yeah, no. The no, whole time I'm just like, this will be fine. I was. I, I, I didn't feel like it was going to get serious at all because nothing about... The Capitol Police themselves were able to handle it, more or less. Or the, you know, people did. By the way, to any Capitol Police officers who may or may not be listening, thank you very much and i sincerely mean that from the bottom of my red white and blue heart yes because even though you know we did not we are critical but it could be a hell of a lot worse we could be in north korea even though we did not take the january 6th rioter seriously you guys still took your job seriously and that's all that mattered because what um also was serious was the fact that the incident even happened in the first place in a country that has been well established in the transition of power but that's also part of the reason why donald trump is on trial or will be on trial now um and has been indicted becoming the first president to ever be indicted on three federal charges no, no, no. the first federal first president to be indicted on federal charges period and the first to be federally indicted twice 
and the first to be federally indicted three times. Let's see somebody try to go for that Barry Bonds home run record. Hey, it's just another reminder that none, none of, of this is, is normal. normal. But what should, should be, be normal is getting all of your Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon Magic the Gathering Flesh and Blood board games and card game supplies at TokenMTG.com and use the promo code Ziggy to get 10% off of your order. And you can find us at the Flood Pod on everything. This and is your final reminder that that on everything and we'll be right back at you guys next week with more of that pop culture juiciness deuces look it's a flood it's flooding get away quick we need to get to higher ground open the floodgates It is time to talk about it.